call me whatever you want. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get called a MILF on a regular basis. I have no children. <laughs> whatever, you know? Like, I've also been a teacher, I've been a doctor, you know, I've been a lot of things to a lot of people. I don't care. <laughs> here with the one and only Sylvia Sage. Hello, hello. So welcome. This is season four. This is kind of our first, you know, coming back after I skipped out on life and decided to cancel my last two episodes. Um, a lot has <laughs> happened. <laughs> Pandemic and all these other things. But now we are back and better than ever and yeah. in a new setting, which is really exciting. It's so, beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. This isn't the final one. I'm building out my podcast room and we'll get there. Yeah. But for now, this will make you. And I didn't want to miss an opportunity to sit down with you. I know. So, that's so lovely. That's and I great. love being in your town and having you And she's in my bedroom. I'm not, you don't see that. But I know. We are. I didn't know if I should say that. But yeah, I've made my way in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is all part of my master plan. Yeah. <laughs> you start to hear that, you know? Yeah, we're starting different ways. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I really... That's for a different channel. Yes. You know, you know the one. Um, I wanted to get background because I feel like something that people don't understand or agree with or acknowledge is how we're people. And yes. You know? I know. It is a weird concept. Yes. Super it? strange. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background before yeah. you came to LA. Yeah. So I grew up in Kansas City and I... Did what I was supposed to do. I went uh, to college after high school and I got my degree and then I worked in my field of study which was medicine so I worked like um, four years in chiropractic and four years in cardiology um, and I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I just I hated working for somebody else and I actually knew I was at like my my financial like rooftop because I knew like where I was at and the hospital I worked with was like the highest paying hospital and I was like this is it like this is like as much money as I'm going to make in this profession and it was very like you know unless I went back to school and got more of an education but it was just very much like I felt trapped and it made me kind of hate people so I got out of it I left the um, medical industry and I found stand-up comedy which was like like nothing I had ever experienced before. I always say to people, if you've never done it, the rush with it is like, it's like sex, but better. Really? <laughs> like, was there like an epiphany moment where like, this is what I should be doing? Yes. Uh, 110%. I wasn't even, it wasn't even when I was started doing comedy. Well, I guess it's not true. I was going with a friend who was doing stand-up all the time and he was doing open mics and I was just going with him and I was like, man, I just really envy you that you can like get up there and do that. Like that like be so, you know, f- like freeing. Like, mm-hmm. and that's so ballsy of you. And he was like, you can, you can do it too. And I was like, what? no, I couldn't. <laughs> and he was like, but you could. He was like, anybody can. And he was like, just do it if you, you think you want to do it. And so one night he put my name into a, oh, a like wow. a, you know, like a draw box or whatever. And they called me and he was like, go. You talk about it all the time. Yeah. And so I did it. And for, it should never happen this way, but for whatever reason, it went well for me that very first time. And it was right then. And I was like, this is so fucking cool. Like everybody was like cheering me on. It was like almost like a dare gone really well, you know, like I should have never been up there, but it just 
it went really well and I fucking loved it and I was instantly like addicted and it was like I have to have this adrenaline rush all the time like That's, the adrenaline rush I feel like is a major part of it yes. I, I come from like a theater background like I was an yeah. actual actress or as a child yeah. I did the acting school thing did the modeling thing yeah. but like I was a dancer my whole life I did plays I was in theater so like the getting up on stage and overcoming that like yes the fear and the adrenaline but also like controlling and commanding a room yeah. like, that's such a powerful yes. feeling also, yeah, I'm nervous as a motherfucker anytime I get yeah. on stage. There's never been a time, even like even on my most confident stages, even when like I'm the headliner and like people are there for me, it's still like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna crap myself. I don't know if I can say shit myself. But I yeah, you can say whatever you want. I'm like, I'm gonna shit myself. And I'm like, my stomach is just like <laughs> until I tell like my first joke and people start laughing and then I'm like, ha, I'm good at this. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, but it takes that moment. You're like, what if they fucking hate me? And then yeah. sometimes you don't get past that moment of what if they hate you because sometimes they fucking hate you. Uh, and then you're just standing on a uh, stage with a microphone in your hand for another, you know, 15 minutes of just people being like, yeah. <laughs> Get her off the stage. <laughs> Shocking about blowjobs, and this is Sunday mass. Yeah. So I want to ask you about that too. So I want to talk about how you ended up in porn. Obviously, yeah. you have to go there, but also how that affects your comedy because that's really interesting to me. So first, how yeah. did you get into porn? How did you get from point A to point B? Yeah. So I moved to Los Angeles to pursue the comedy. That was like okay. the reason I came out to LA. And I was like, oh, you know, I didn't really have a plan. I had just saved up a bunch of money because I, when I quit the medical field, I went back to bartending okay. so I could like pursue comedy. Um, so I was just bartending and. I had saved up a bunch of cash and moved out here, and the week I moved out here, I actually had gone back to Kansas City to like collect up the last of my belongings, mm. and I got a DUI. And so the DUI took all the money I had been saving of to course. come to Los so Angeles. Yeah, but I already signed my lease and stuff, so I was like, well, I have to go to California. I don't have a home in Kansas City anymore, and yeah. I do have one there, so I'm just going to have to go figure it out. So I came to California with like next to no money. I had like $4,000 to my name, wow. which in Los Angeles will That's last you no time nothing. Um, whatsoever. And my rent was $2,000 a month. So Ooh. I got two different jobs. I was working um, for a construction company during the day, doing their books. And then I was bartending at night and I was doing zero stand-up comedy. And I was like defeated because I was like, this is the whole reason I moved to LA. I'm doing no comedy. And I don't, you know, I'm barely making ends meet. Like, what the fuck am I even doing here, yeah. you know? So my girlfriend called me up from Kansas City, and she was like, hey, can I come stay with you? I'm going to come out into LA and do porn. Like, that was her goal. Like, that was her wow. dream was, like, to do porn. And what's funny is I met her when she was 18, and that was one of the first things she had said to me. She was like, I'm going to do porn one day. Like, I just really want to do porn. Like, she was super, like, over-sexual. She knew everything about porn. She had done her research. She knew, like, the top stars in the game. She knew who the agencies were. Like, for, like, the girl who I knew, who we bartended together, she was very, like, flighty and, like, smokes a lot of weed and drinks a lot. And, like, for her, like, to have done any kind of, like, research, I was yeah. like, all right. You're serious. Come on out. Yeah, you can stay with me. Like, you know, do it. And I saw her make, like, ten grand her first week. Because your first week in porn, everyone wants to book you because you're a brand new face. Yeah. So everyone wants that. You know, they want the fresh face. So she made a bunch of money in her first week, and I just, like, like reevaluated things. And I was like, oh. I was like, if I could just make a few porns a month, 
I could su completely support myself yes. outside of working any other job and I could do all the comedy I wanted. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what I did and I I don't even know how, but it worked out. Um, <laughs> yeah, <they're> awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've literally been in LA for it's been seven years now and it's just like every year it's just gotten like progressively like better and better and better. So just keep figuring out new things and mm -hmm. I have people who help me yes. like um, our amazing um, connection you yes. know so it's like it's finding people along the way who are your cheerleaders mm -hmm. and who are there rooting you on and who believe in you um, but yeah that's that's how I found porn was my girlfriend um, it was all her I completely attribute to her and what's funny now is we're still best of friends um, I'm the a godmother to her daughter Aww. yeah and I, I tell her all the time because I don't have children so I tell her I'm like you realize that your daughter is the sole heir to like all of my she's <laughs> can control my business account okay my, okay my all of the money from my business would only be here because of you like, yeah. like you I would have never done this any other way yeah. so I always so tell her I'm like yeah your daughter gets all of my wealth when I die <laughs> But yeah, she's gonna be planning. Yeah, yeah, she's like plotting it out. Yeah. Oh so God. How does that? Because I've seen some of your stuff and everything. How does that play out in your comedy? Because obviously you draw from real life. I do. I absolutely draw from real life, and that's I talk about sex and I talk about how I got into the industry. I talk about my life prior and. And I just kind of combine it all together, but because it's so niche, mm -hmm. niche, however, niche. Is I don't niche? know, I have no idea. It's one of those. So edit, edit it until it's the right one. <laughs> put a star and put it. In <laughs> <the business>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but because it's so different, it's like I get sold as this like novelty item, yeah. almost, which I'm fine with. Because as long as you're booking me, like call me whatever you want. Yeah. Like yeah. I get called a milf on a regular basis. I have no children. <laughs> Whatever, you know, like I've also been a teacher, I've been a doctor, you know, I've been a lot of things to a lot of people. I don't care. Um, so yeah, I just love it. I love that I get to intertwine them both. Yeah. And I love that porn not only gave me the financial um, abilities to continue my dream, but it also gave me content to continue yeah, my dream. Sure. And it gave me the confidence to be on stages because. I do feel like when I walk onto a stage, I walk on with full confidence. Yeah, you know, you can turn it on. Yeah, and I absolutely believe in myself and what I'm about to bring to my audience. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's been such a fun ride to get to combine the two. And I never thought in a million years I would do porn. Like I, like the rest of the world, thought I was so above porn really? and pornography. Oh, girl. <laughs> Well, also Kansas is probably on yeah. The time I was side gonna say like, oh yeah, I grew up very like Bible belty. Like I spent every Wednesday and Sunday in church. <sighs> like so, I definitely thought like, oh, those people are dirty. Yeah, the things that they will do, you know. And then I get in it, and now I'm like, I think everyone needs to know what's actually going on here. Yeah. I think that's why I want to do so many like podcasts and mm -hmm. constantly like just getting the message out I'm like it's not what you think no it, it's not it's so much better yeah. it's cleaner and we're getting fucking wealthy mm. being awesome yeah <laughs> having fun and being a human yeah like, enjoying your human experience yes we run our own companies we run our own schedules I don't answer to anybody people are thinking that I'm I'm out here like you know, having sex with old men for money. Like, that is the furthest thing from no. what I do. I'm having sex with gorgeous women. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's the pick of the litter. Yeah. Because it's my company. It's your yeah. company. Yeah. I'm not accepting. Uh, trust me, everyone is offering. Yes. I'm sure your inbox yes. is full of yes. offers. So it's plenty to choose from, you know? So it's 
you get to be extremely picky. And I think I value myself so much more. Yeah. I think before porn, I was like very kind of degrading to myself. Like, do I deserve this? You really? know, like, you had to go through that kind of yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And wow. I think the nice thing about porn is the, the people who do support it are incredibly supportive. Yes. And they are really there for you, and they really make you feel like you almost have a family in your fans. Yeah, it's, it's true. That's it's true. really nice, and so you don't ever feel alone, and you feel like you have people backing you up. And the other people in our community are yes. very supportive as well. You know, and that's something I kind of... So when I first started doing, like, the webcamming, because obviously I come from a different background, yeah. I strictly did webcam, then I kind of got into more solo and fan site stuff, and the premium snap as well. But when I was coming from webcam... I did like girl girl shoots with like two girls and I had a horrible experience oh, yeah. and then I was going into real estate and I asked them to stop selling the videos because I'm like I'm going to put my name right. back off the internet a little bit I'm just kind of keeping things small you know like yeah. one of them that I had filmed with is a pretty big name so she's got hundreds of thousands of videos there's no need for mine no one knows or cared who I was right. you know so she I asked them down. they neither of them did. they refused so that was a horrible experience for me and yeah. I was like I can't trust any of these people right. like they don't have my best interest in mind which I well they definitely that. don't have their best interest in mind yes. and that is number one yeah that's um. just the truth that's bad <laughs> but after that experience I didn't want to film with anyone and I didn't yeah. want to be in the community like I yeah. completely withdrew I stopped doing conventions wow. I stopped doing any meet and greets I wanted nothing to do with it I wanted to log on make my money log off that's yeah. it um, so it took a lot for me, and actually that's kind of when I did the whole brand ambassadorship with Ensencho and all of that, where I was serving as an ambassador to the model community for the company, right. where I really started getting involved again. But that was the best thing I could have ever done, because yeah. now I feel like I have a support system. I have yeah. found people I can trust and count on, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was a, a big kind of turning point for me. It's like, oh, there is something here. I shouldn't have isolated for yeah, so long. Yeah, but there's bad in every industry. Yes. That's what I always try and tell people, because People always want to associate it with like heavy drug use or like the fact that we're just like having these wild sex orgies all the time. I'm like, it's so far removed from what that is. Yeah. Like, it's not like 70s porn blow parties. No, it's like, no, no. <laughs> it's staying in and watching Netflix. Yeah, with your minds. That's what it is. And then occasionally we'll make out and yeah. then record. What happens after that for our fans? Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and people, there's just such a, a disconnect and yeah. a dissonance from reality versus not Instagram, but porn. Yeah. It's the same kind of concept almost. Yeah. Where it's like, when I'm shooting something, people are like, God, if I could only be in the room, like, you don't want to be in the room for that. <laughs> right. Like, it's not pretty. Like, you don't want to see the setup. Yeah. <laughs> the breaking down of the tripods and the ring lights and the adjusting and the, the oopses. Like, it's not cute. <laughs> yeah. The end product, great. The during, not right. so much. Yeah. There's an editor in between me and you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's a filter between me and the editor. <laughs> so, that. <laughs> So I want to circle back because I want to get into the a little bit more of the comedy and porn combined yeah. part because I, I'm always curious how other comics perceive you. That's a little tougher. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't get the respect that a lot of people give other comics in my community. Because you're a woman as a comedian. Yeah, but you know what's even weird about that is women are kind of coming up in comedy mm -hmm. right now and it's kind of like a big you know, upswing that women are really dominating the comedy um, world. But even to a lot of female comics, I'm still kind of like a less than and off of the radar, which is crazy because I've been doing stand-up comedy for nine years. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing adult for two. I didn't get into it right away. I'd been doing comedy prior. So I was definitely a comedian first. I was chasing the dream of being a comedian. 
Porn only came in as a financial system for me. Mm -hmm. And then it worked to my advantage in the other way. But because I went about it differently, because, you know, I've heard comics say to me like, oh, you're not a real comic because you're not out, you know, seven nights a week going to, you know, multiple different shows. I'm like, no, you're right. I'm not because I have to be up at 5 a.m. to get in a workout before I have to be on set at 8 a.m. because I have other things going on in my yeah. life. Yeah. I'm traveling a lot more often than the rest of the comics are, you know, so... I have other things going on and my career got bigger than theirs more instantly because I had other things I was doing because I was, you know, pushing the pedal during the day when they're all sleeping in until two and then going out and having drinks at the bar. Like, yeah, you might be at shows, but you're also getting fucked up at shows and mm -hmm. like, what are you actually really doing? Yeah. You know, you're going up and doing the same set just in a different rotation five nights a week. You're not probably growing there either. Well, and what I'm doing is building my bank account and still building my comedy career. And I think just for some people, the getting over the fact that I did it under Sylvia Sage is like a thing or that mm -hmm. I do it as, you know, the porn star comic. And I'm like, you could do any angle you want to yeah. do as a person. Like we just because we didn't get to the same goal, like the same, we took different paths. Yeah. doesn't mean that I didn't also get there and don't, that by don't working. It. Right. Yeah. Like I still worked my ass off to get where I am. I just took a different road than you did. Yeah. You yeah. sat in traffic and you fell behind and mm -hmm. I took the harder way, you know, or, or the easier way. That's just a thing too. People are like, Oh, well you only got there because you slept way, you're way at the top. First off, I have slept with six comics in seven years. And I have slept with each one of them because I wanted to, <laughs> um, because they were either really good looking or really fucking funny. And I was like, I got to fuck that man. Um, but never did it, they get me a show. No. It was never because I was trying to get onto somebody's show. It was always just like, I want to have sex with that person. And yeah. that's why I'm going to have sex with them. So I never used my sexuality to like gain anything, gain any, you know, clubs or whatever. And I've tried out for just as many spots as anybody else. You know, like I still go on auditions, but I get passed on my first time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not my fault that you had to do seven auditions to get on the same stage I did, you yeah. know, like yeah. my material is different and it's funny. It's original, it's unique. you know, yeah. exactly. I so. think everyone if it's in a performer space, you have your thing. Like I'm the redhead girl next door or whatever. Right. So like, yeah, I'm going to play to my thing. Right. Of course. It makes you stand out in a smaller yep. fishbowl, you yep. know? So yep. that's not fair to be like, oh, well, you're only doing it because of this. Like, right. okay, well, you're only doing it because you do this. You right. take your shirt off on stage. Like, right. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, we all have different ways. Yes. Like, I'm sorry that you don't stand out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> but I think I do get a lot of resentment for that. But also in the same Anytime a comic I think does resent me, they see me on stage, they have a turn of heart and they're That's like, okay. okay, she's actually talented and funny. And people who know me as a comedian and who have seen my comedy, I think will defend me and be like, you can talk all the shit you want, but if you've actually ever seen her do comedy, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Like I'm still good at the craft. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. The result is there, so it's not going to matter. Right. How I got there should not matter. So the other thing I really want to talk to you about, because we've kind of touched on this in just like a personal conversation setting, yeah. is a few things, I guess. Some of them are going to be a little political, so you can end the video here if you really <laughs> are not feeling that. But I guess, let me start at the beginning. With porn, and even with comedy, because that's still an entrepreneurial 
you know, feet. Yeah. What skills have you learned that have helped you in business from porn? And then what skills have you learned from comedy that have helped you in business? Oh my God. That's so that's much. Okay. One, right? I know. <laughs> um, honestly, they both really feed off of each other. And the fact that both of them are two careers where you have to like go, go, go. There's really no like days off. Yeah. You know, even when I do like, even like yesterday, I feel like we mm -hmm. kind of like did a day of like, yeah, <laughs> but it's really, really hard to disconnect from either one. And both of them, you have to be a workhorse. Yeah. So I feel that in that aspect, it's nice because for me, if I'm busy, I'm busy all day. And that's yeah. great. If I can be busy from sunup to sundown, like being, um, like the momentum. Yeah. When I stop, then I'm stopped. Yeah. You know? you're done so, for. Yeah. So I like that they kind of bounce off of each other and make me stay like pounding the pavement and looking for the next best thing and always being creative. That's another thing is they're both very creative because there's only so many different ways you can say the same, <laughs> the same things. things or do the same action. Exactly. <laughs> so you have to be very creative and adult. And it's yeah. the same way with comedies. You want to have new jokes and you want to talk about different things in different cities that you're in and, you know, constantly be doing research and, and like when I go to different cities, working with different people, you know, so it's, it's fun to keep me on my toes. Both of them do that. But then ways of like, I don't know what I've learned from the, I guess learning from comedy is to take things a lot less seriously. Really? That's a good, yeah. Input. That's just great life advice. Yeah. Cause I'm very type A and so <laughs> I have a hard time coming down to like a resting mode. Yeah. So, so comedy is that way because even when you're in a comedy club, it's kind of like time just like stops, you know, or yeah. slows cause everybody's just having a great time and a lot of laughter and a lot of drinks mm -hmm. and you know it's a more relaxed atmosphere and also comedies at the end of the night for me so I can always be like okay yeah. I had a real productive day and now I'm here and can enjoy this so it's taught me to like slow down that's, that's awesome. awesome yeah I think that when especially from my experience I was only on the sex work side but like I've learned so many skills and I feel like it frustrates when people don't look at us as entrepreneurs and business people because like I'm sorry, you have a whole department to do HR, to do marketing, uh -huh. to do editing, to do production, oh, yeah. to do lighting, to do, and I do all that myself. Yeah. So the skills that we have as business people and entrepreneurs are constantly overlooked and it makes me crazy. Yeah. When people are like, oh, you took the easy way out. I'm like, okay, then you try it. Yeah. Like I would love to see you try and I would love to see you have a successful career. I'll be waiting. <laughs> Go, go ahead. I'll even get you started. I will do, I'll get you an agent. Um, I will. <laughs> These are just like the basics you're going to need. And I will hand them to you yeah. and then say, make a career. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone that does porn is not successful. No, I honestly say, I would dare to say one person of people who go into pornography becomes successful. So I would appropriate it to like an athlete kind of yeah. Like, yeah, structure. Yeah. Sure. Cause there's a lot of people who go in it, like, you know, go in and camming or go in on, you know, whatever level, mm -hmm. go on just a, to an OnlyFans account, you know, and I consider that the same aspect. Like out of all of those people, one person is that's true. Money. That's true. <laughs> and that's interesting too, because the OnlyFans thing is a newer segment of yeah. porn and of adult. Like that was not a thing much all that long ago before, yes. you know, you're with a producer, you're with an agent, with you're on a studio and you're on a set for like 14 hours a day. Mm -hmm. So now that that and COVID's kind of you know, swerved this whole restructuring of the industry. Did you have a hard time going from like the studio setting, having booked on um, on set shoots, to going the fan side route? 
I mean, yes and no. The only thing is now is booking. You know, I can't stand booking because really? people are so very flaky, especially um, in Los Angeles. So it's really hard to get other performers to shoot content with you. And I think that that's sometimes what our fans don't understand, especially during COVID. Yeah. Because everybody was trying to be super safe, which is respectful yeah. and that's fine. But it was a lot harder to shoot with other people and still keep fresh content alive. But I have a really good work ethic, so yeah. I have no problem like getting up and like getting stuff done. Like I will designate certain days because I don't like to do my makeup every day. <laughs> um, but I will like be like, okay, so on Friday I'm gonna shoot all of this, mm -hmm. you know. And then I'm, it's, I like to do every other day because I like to wash my hair every other day too. That's fair. So I'm like, <laughs> one day is no hair, no makeup, and then the next day I'll be pretty again yeah. and we can do stuff, you know. So yeah, that's typically what I do. But I like to, yeah. Pace it. Yeah, that's true. Her house, her walls are basically made out of whiteboards. <laughs> yeah. So she's like me where we're like time blocks yes. with tea, and that's what makes us functioning humans. Yes. So yes. I get that. OCD type A. It resonates <laughs> in my soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, so something else I've been struggling with, and this has kind of been a newer thing going through this recent presidency and all the changes mm. we've had in our country and the division that's kind of taking place. There's a lot of legislation that's being passed. Like, you know, we had Cesta Fosco through at Ermin Act. All of these things that greatly affect sex workers being cloaked in the name of human trafficking, which yes, is not it is not the reality. Same. <laughs> no, not at all. And it's no also, sex worker wants human trafficking to be a thing. No. You know, we would all fight for it to the nail every day of our lives. Yes. But there are absolutely sex workers who want to be doing what we are doing. Yes. We're not under duress or <laughs> guns on the side. You know, we're we're good. We're consenting to be here. Yeah. Um but we're driving Porsches. I, I always love when people, when like especially men are like, you know, I just worry about you. I'm like, what is the worry exactly? You're, what is the exact concern? I would love to know. You're right. I'm running out of places to stash my money. <laughs> I don't have that much money. That's a joke. I'm with a comedian, I'm trying to be funny. No, but the the whole thing that gets me is like. As entrepreneurs, as business owners of major corporations, yeah. some of us, yes. some of our former friends are making six figures a month yes. doing what they do, and that's amazing. I am not one of them, Me yes, either. Shout outs from them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, those people, I feel it's so unfair because they're paying these huge tax amounts because yeah. of the bracket that they fall in. Right. But when you're being taxed on something, you're supposed to pay a tax to be represented right. in legislation and have your voice heard as a you know civilian of the country. Right. We're being taxed super heavily and then we're not recognized as businesses. Banks don't want to work with I us. I was going to say accountants. Yeah. Because banks are um, based on an ethical board, mm -hmm. if they disagree ethically with what we do per with work, they can completely freeze and shut down our accounts. I've had it happen. Mm -hmm. um, Venmo no longer works with me. Really? Yeah. Um, I've had problems with PayPal getting my money. Yeah, I've had problems. Um, uh, bank of, uh, not, not Bank of America, Chase Bank completely froze all my money and um, I had to wait months to get my money back. Um, it's, yeah, that's insane. The fact that we are paying, we are regular citizens. I have a 401k, mm -hmm. I have health insurance, I run a business, I have multiple employees. This is my company. But because my company is something that is looked down upon by society, you society can literally not society, the government can literally freeze all of my assets and remove mm -hmm. them from me at any point in time. But they're more than willing to cash a check. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 
and uh, download all my videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we really need subscribers, so we just have some breaks. Okay. Like, right. I'm gonna have, we're gonna have new subscribers yeah. like, at IRS. And yes. all yeah, and by the way, I would pay more in taxes just to know I was safe. Yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely. happily be in a higher tax bracket doing what I do, knowing that I were going to be safe and doing so that my money is going to be safe and that my job isn't look like looked upon as criminal activity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, there's so that's such a can of worms too because you can we can go on and on in that yes. angle alone. Mm -hmm. But the thing that it's like, okay, so we're not being represented, but we're paying taxes. But there needs to be like a happy medium. Like you don't have to agree with what I'm doing. You don't have to like what I'm doing. But you also, you can't reap the rewards off my back if right. that's the case. So right. we need to come to an understanding, I think. This is fucking 2021. We're mm -hmm. here. OnlyFans had their huge boom over the pandemic yeah. and all of this thing. So you know we're out here. Yeah. There was a congressman just last week tweeting about they actually tried to run through legislation to try to bring down OnlyFans. There's this whole thing going on right now. Wow. And I tweeted oh, back I at him. Because I was like... You have so many that's better terrifying. things to be doing. Please don't do that. To yeah, us. that's insane. It's legal. It, there's nothing wrong going on here. No one is, you know, underage. No one is. Right. That's not happening. Right. And when you've got fucking Republican congressmen who are catching sex scandals for bringing minors across the border, yeah. but you're focused on us yes. doing things completely yeah. legal as consenting adults. Yes. That's an issue for me. It's a real issue. Yeah. Let's focus on the things that are actually wrong and leave the things that are functioning human adult issues. To us. Yeah, we'll take care of that. We know how to get off and get past those things. We can handle ourselves. Yeah, That's I agree with one. that. It is a tough one, but I think that people like us can speak up for ourselves and yes. we will be fighting to uh, in the stigma. I know I am. Yeah. People always ask, like, what's your end goal? What's your end goal? And I'm like, my end goal is I want to do for sex and sexuality what Ellen DeGeneres did for being gay. Yes. And because yeah. before Ellen DeGeneres being gay, wasn't on TV, you did not see men kissing men, you did not see women kissing women, it was a very taboo subject, and after her and taking, she took a very hard fall, her yeah. show was taken off of the air, um, but she also came back even harder, and she rose to the top, and Ellen DeGeneres made being gay cool, she made it acceptable, it slathered all over your television, mm -hmm. we have gay pride, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, it's everywhere. it is everywhere, and it is almost cool to have a gay best friend, mm -hmm. it's almost like a like a cool novelty item at this point. And I want it to be okay to be a sex worker. And I want it to be cool to be a sex worker. I want it to be acceptable to be a sex worker. And I want you to brag about your friends that your friend is a sex worker. I want to be able to meet my friend's parents and tell them what I do for a living. I want to, I want to meet a man and not fear that he doesn't want to take me into public. You know, it's just, it's simple things like that. I wanted to, I want to be treated like a fucking human. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And on that note, that's I, feel, I feel it's a great place to end because we're going to leave you with that thought and let it marinate because that's what needs to happen. Yeah. This was perfect. Thank you so much. Of for course. Doing this. Thank you for having it. me. Shout out your socials. Let them know where they can find more of you. Not like they yes. haven't already. They've been literally coming up to her in swarms while she's been in Nashville. It makes me feel really insignificant. I'm going to be like, uh, yes, I am Sylvia Stage, and this is Melrose Michaels. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have said yesterday. In hindsight, in hindsight. All right, shout um, your social yeah. so you can come back. You can find me on Instagram at the Sylvia Sage, on Facebook and Twitter at Sylvia Sage. Uh, oh, Sylvia Sage XXX on Twitter. Um, or you can find my YouTube channel, Sexy Funny Raw. Yes.
know, and I'll be making an appearance there as well. So yes, she will. All right. Well, we will see you very shortly on a different channel and less clothes. So if you want to head over there, catch you there as well. Bye. Bye. Bye.